0: get it the bird show i need you guys to help me with my sadness okay and that means i need you guys to help me be sad
1: Oh, you okay. need a cry day? That's
0: exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, Kristen.
1: Oh, he needs a cry day. Aww. Aww.
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about. I used to laugh at Kristen when she used to detail for me these crazy-ass cry days she used to, where she forces herself to cry, looking at herself in a mirror, waiting to cry, and then watching the tears slowly roll down her face <laughs> was, somehow, some way, <laughs> was somehow, some way, like, very <laughs> cathartic for you.
1: It was. It, it, it still is. And so, and Abby, I don't wipe the tears because I like to leave the of of sadness down my face, and you know how it gets a little tight after like the tears dry. Oh yeah, it's like a free facelift. Yep. Um, and so it's actually it. My cry days are tactical cries because I don't want to be out in the wild and not being able to control my emotions. Like everything builds up and it's pent <laughs> up, and then all of a sudden one little small thing happens, and then I have a cry somewhere where I don't need to be crying. <laughs> so I purposefully would schedule. Uh, having a cry at home in the comforts of my own home so I had control over said cry.
0: So this would be like on your Google calendar like cry day is no. Tuesday the 19th or whatever. You just gotta
1: like you feel and okay. you know when everything's brewing <laughs> and it's about to come to a head and so you just have to intervene but you don't have anything at that moment to trigger it so you have to listen to sad music or watch a sad movie or find sad clips online that would elicit said cry and then once the floodgates are open <laughs> you're good
2: to go. I wish I could do that because I have like emotional IBS. Most days I feel oh. very like emotionally constipated, like I'm just kind of here, <laughs> and then one day out of nowhere, I'm just crying. So like yesterday, I was at Orange Theory just having just like a sad day, oh, yeah. and I'm laying on the ground, and all of a sudden, I just can't stop crying. And oh. like, like someone comes over to me, they're like, you don't have to do
1: the exercises if you don't want to. <laughs>
3: and I'm like, that's not that true! I'm
1: very strong! I'm just sad! <laughs> See? And the same thing happened to me the other day, Abby, and Bert, is becoming I didn't schedule my cry day, I was at hot yoga and I'm laying there in my shavasana and I just, I'm listening to this like slow music and I feel like this, just the tears start to trickle down my eye and I'm like, get it together. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: we're not going to
4: cry at yoga. I have a friend that makes himself cry, and he also watches himself cry. Like uh-huh. do You do that too? Yeah. Yes. Look yes. in the mirror and yes. watch yourself. So that's, that's what she does. Do I know. That.
0: I used to think she was a psycho, and that's now I need it. Right. So let me explain why I need this, and here's what I'm asking you guys for. Based on what Kristen is saying, I need a recommendation for something that's just going to push me over the emotional edge and bring some tears and open up the floodgates. Ooh, military
2: I, homecomings.
0: What, yes. I almost did at the Ole Miss game this weekend. I kept it together because my son was there. See? <laughs> and Bert, that's
1: why you got to schedule the cry day because you're teetering mm-hmm. and had it been just a little longer, you would have been at Ole Miss yep. boo-hooing <laughs> like a big old bitch in the stands.
0: <laughs> I think I was in the, I was in the bitch section. Yeah. <laughs> was just, you don't, you don't cheer, It's just people that Need their cry, they just start crying.
1: FYI, that is a joke. I feel like all men need to be better in tune with their emotions, right, right. and it's good and it's healthy to cry.
0: So, here's what I'm asking for, and Kristen has done this before like, what movie are, are, can you watch? Forget about books, because quite honestly, I don't read. So, what book or what Netflix show is going on right now where you know, you know, it's so sad oh. that it is going to open up the floodgates? on a good cry. Now, I started last night, and I almost got there. Actually, mm-hmm. it was two nights ago. Have you guys seen Lessons in Chemistry on Apple?
1: No, i read the book. No. Oh,
0: right? my God! <laughs> I was so close. I was so close, and I feel like if you weren't listening the other day, my therapist has said, you got to sit in your sadness, man, which is something I am not used to doing. I grew up in a household where my dad was like, shut up, boys don't cry, you know, uh, you don't have it so bad, so you got to like push those emotions away. So I spent a lifetime really doing that, and she says, look, you're going through a sad time right now. You just broke up with your fiance, and I had that this morning. Today was the very last day that I'm in my current home before I am moving into my new home. So this morning I sat at, at breakfast and I looked around the living room and I saw all of the, the, the sort of movie of the good times that we had in that house, like Tiffany dancing with Eliza was there, which is one of my favorite moments in that house, or all of us sitting around and playing like board games or whatever. And I got really sad and I was just close. But it's a bad time because I can't come in here crying. Mm-hmm. All right, we got people to entertain. No,
1: you always tell us like crying's good for the radio. It's yep. good for ratings. It's good
0: for you guys.
5: It's
2: okay.
1: <laughs> oh, so our tears yep. are
5: good right. for
0: ratings, uh-huh. but yours are not. And then as I left the house this morning in my car, I literally got out in front of the house and I looked at the house all lit up. It's such a pretty house, too, man. It's such a bummer. Um. And I really started to get sad and then thought, I got to put this away because I need to go host a show. And I've said to you guys before, listeners don't care, man. They want to be in their car. They want to laugh. They want to have a good time with us. Yes, they care about our personal lives. But when you get in the car, look, a lot of times we have to compartmentalize this. So I gave myself all of about 20 seconds and I was super sad. And I'm like, all right, put it away. But I need it.
1: We need to unleash it.
0: We need to unleash it, We need to
1: open Pandora's box of sadness.
0: So what are you doing to unleash the floodgates of tears where it's impossible not to cry? Okay.
2: You know what always made my brother cry this time of year? And we used to laugh because it would come on the radio, and he would just start bawling. And he, he would, like, beg us to turn the radio off. It's that Christmas shoe song. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, that's Zer- so bad.
0: That's so over the top, though. It's cheesy.
3: <laughs> what? Yeah. It's so sad.
0: It's so, do you have that somewhere in there, Tommy? I,
4: I can probably Can you find it, it?
0: It's so sad that it goes the other way.
5: Uh, It doesn't make you feel sad?
0: No, I laugh at it.
5: They try try too hard. It tries too hard. It tries too
0: hard. Okay, so
1: this happened to me the other day, and thank God I was in the comforts of my home, but I was scrolling through the gram as I do on my For You page, and I guess it felt that I needed to be sad, in this cartoon... I kid you not, it was a flipping cartoon popped up of a dog with this happy family and a little girl who's about to fall down the stairs. Okay. And the dog grabs her arm and pulls her back and saves her, but she starts crying because she was scared and she has teeth marks on her arm. So when the parents came and saw her, they thought the dog had bit her. And so they gave the dog away. <gasps> no. And again, this is a cartoon. Wow. So they gave the and so it's the dog talking to another dog dog and it, the, the dog was just basically saying like, yeah, I would, I would do it all over again. I don't care what they think of me in my heart. I know I saved that little girl's life
5: and I'm sitting there watching this dog cartoon like, but the family didn't know that he saved her life and they gave him away anyway and now he's still proud of what he's done.
4: A video caught me the other day and I was actually here and no one noticed it, but I had to wipe a little tear away. Is the Cowboys not scoring on the, the, the last two yards that's against wrong. Philly? That's dirty that That's low. But that's every week. That's every week. No, it was. Uh, it was so random. It was like a guy who was in the Olympics and he was doing weightlifting, and his wife tragically passed away in a car accident. Did you see that? Oh, damn it. oh my! And he was like, he had promised her that he was gonna go for the gold one more time before she passed, and then like he was struggling, he couldn't get it, and then this other guy came out and did it like easily, and then he was like, all right, and you could see him like just trying to push through it, and then it went to like. Like this uh a cartoon a cartoon An animation. of his wife like putting her hands on a bar with him and then like they lifted it up together mm-hmm. and then he dropped it and he fell on it and he held the pitch up. I was like oh <laughs> 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 That one caught me man <laughs> It's it's animals that,
0: that do it for me mm-hmm. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh good morning Haley, you're part of the bird show. Hi, I need I need this for Cry Day.
5: So I have two movies
2: that will undoubtedly make you cry. One is Brothers uh, with Tobey Maguire. Oh, my gosh. I used that one before to get a control
1: cry. And then My Sister's Keeper.
3: Mm.
0: Okay. All right. What is that one about?
1: That one is about a little girl that was
2: born with cancer, so they had another baby so that that baby would genetically be a match
5: to donate her
2: organs. And ultimately, the sick child decides that she doesn't want to live anymore. So her sister that was giving her organs does this whole plan to try to essentially let her sister die with integrity.
0: Oh, God, I'm getting all the feels right now. Okay, that's one I'll definitely stay away from. (laughs) (laughs) That's deep. (laughs) That's serious. Bart, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Open up my emotional floodgates,
4: man. Yeah, man. So since you're a dog person, it has to be Marley and me. Mm -hmm. Um, And since you have some uh, male kids, uh, it's got to be John Q or Benzel Washington. Oh, that's a good one. I I shed a tear on John Q too. Oh, I've seen that one. It's been a while. He's trying to save his son's life, right? Yes. I got one for you, Bert. Okay. My life, Michael Keaton. Oh, that will rip your heart. Is that
0: the one where he makes like the video for his family to watch after he passes away? I remember that. Damn. What was the one back in the day too? It was kind of a romantic one, but it was really cool. Um, Is it "P.S. I love you"? Yes.
1: And he left a bunch of letters for.
0: Yeah, that was good. That one was good. Get it? The Burt Show.
4: (laughs) Time to get buzzed on the hot
0: goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Shows Entertainment Buzz fans
2: are concerned about Winona Judd after it looked like she could barely walk at the CMAs. So Jelly Roll was performing and actually brought her out for a performance of his song Need a Favor. So she comes out and for the most part she looks fine. She comes out from stage right. She makes her way over to the middle of the stage where she meets Jelly Roll in the middle. But then she grabs onto his arm and they just stay there the whole time. And it honestly kind of looks like this is how it was in rehearsal. Like Jelly Roll didn't seem jarred by this at all. He kind of was like, okay, it looks like, um, you know, we weren't sure if she was just going to be able to stand next to me, but she was hanging on to him for the entire performance. So one fan on Twitter was wondering that maybe she was having a bout with vertigo. This is something that she's opened up about in the past. She previously had to pull out of a CBS New Year's Eve live in Nashville last year because, again, she was having an extreme bout with vertigo. So she's Okay, we haven't heard anything from her, but... That vertigo
0: uh, is no joke, man. If you've never been around somebody that's had it, I mean, just imagine being dizzy all the time. Wow. All the time. You can't get your footing.
2: Yeah, and trying to perform in the middle of it. So I think
1: if that's the case, she did a pretty dang good job considering the circumstances. She she actually just responded not that long ago. Um, Because I was trying to look at the video and see what was going on. Um, And she goes, I'm just going to come clean with y'all. I was so freaking nervous. I got out there and I looked at Jelly Roll. I wanted it to be so good for him. I could cry right now, but I'm not going to because I'm such a fan of his. And he asked me to sing and I said, absolutely. I got out there and I was so nervous that I just held on for dear life. And that's the bottom line. Oh my gosh. Well, she's a seasoned performer. It's a little
2: shocking that you would be nervous, but Mm -hmm. I mean, Jelly Roll's one of the hottest acts in country right now, so maybe she felt a little bit intimidating getting up there, standing next to one of the hot new things. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, Tracy Chapman became became the first black songwriter to win Song of the Year in CMA Awards Mm 56-year-long history. This was huge. Uh, She wasn't at the awards ceremony, but she was honored, and Luke Combs, of course, gave her her flowers because he did the cover of it. Um, He said, I want to thank Tracy Chapman for writing one of the greatest songs of all time. I just recorded it because I love this song so much. It's meant so much to me throughout my entire life. It's the first favorite song that I ever had since I was four years old. Because again, this thing is 35 years old. So for it to win at this point in time is crazy.
0: You would never think that that song would be a country hit. Um, And I really have to listen to the lyrics of it because I'm not very good at that but it must resonate on a whole bunch of different levels. I, 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 I just thought it was about a fast car. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they do say that a lot in the song. They do have a fast mm-hmm. car. But yeah, I think, um, I think Luke Combs is really great at covers. He, he, did a, um, he did a song from Ed Sheeran called Dive that I really love. And there's something about having someone with just a very distinct mm-hmm. voice take a song to a completely different level that makes you think about it in a different light, especially when you take a country take on it. All right. Drew Barrymore is opening up about some of her ics when it comes to dating. And she says that one of the unsexiest things about a man is someone who might take naps.
0: You yep. know what's less sexy is being an adult little bitch in the middle of uh, the <laughs> night because you didn't get a nap in that day. <laughs> I would also love to know what time she wakes up every morning. It, naps right. can
1: be very beneficial.
0: It, it, Absolutely. It's necessary. My Yeah. I mean, when we get up at the time we do 4.15, if I don't get a nap in the middle of the day, I am useless at 6. Little bitch, toddler, <laughs> toddler man. I mean, I would
2: think, I mean, Drew Barrymore's not super young anymore. I would feel like at that age, naps are just normal, but I can understand where she's coming from. Like, you see a man curled up with a little blankie on the couch. Maybe he was watching his favorite show. I could see how maybe you'd get the ick from that, but I, you know what? It's mm-hmm. not sexy being tired, so yeah, uh, I get mm-hmm. it. All right, Andy Cohen wants to drink on New Year's Eve this year. Mm-hmm. I know there was a rule last year. CNN said him and Anderson Cooper were not allowed to drink. He says he hopes it changes this year.
0: Any news anchor should be able to drink on camera this year uh, on New Year's Eve because it's been such a sucky year and they've (laughs) had to report on it all year. I think every news station should say you know what? Drink on camera for a night.
1: That was always the best part of watching CNN's yep. New Year's Eve coverage is because everybody got so sloshed. Don Lemon pierced his ear live on right. television Great because he was so drunk. It's so fun and so
2: entertaining. That's
4: how you would get me to watch it.
2: <laughs> All right. He says he's totally cool with his daughter having an OnlyFans because you know what? She's bringing in a lot of money. We'll talk about Charlie Sheen's unusual response on your next ebuzz on The Burt Show.
4: Get it. The Burt Show.
0: I think because I'm fairly clueless and unaware that I accidentally and thankfully avoided a felony last week. (laughs) I think. Let me give you the details here, okay? So, a little tense these days, a little sore, so I'm like, you know what? I'll just go in and I'll get myself a massage. I didn't go to my normal massage place because it was last minute, so... I call some rando place right up the street, and they have availability, which always scares me a little bit when they're like, yeah, come whenever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Next 24 hours are good for us. Did you
1: check out any
0: of the Yelp reviews? None at all. They, um, I called a couple of places and they were closed, and this is the first one that said, oh, yeah, swing on by, we got plenty of room. (laughs) Whatever time you want. (laughs) You can even give massages if you want (laughs) to. So I go in there, and, um... I scheduled for a 90-minute massage, which is a nice, long period to check out, right? So I get in there, and do you guys strip all the way down naked, naked, naked when you're getting massages? Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Do you get massages? Yeah, uh, I do. Not often, but when I do, I normally keep my drawers on. Keep your drawers on. Okay, I used to. Don't anymore. Okay. About two years ago, I just... Dropped all those things. Do your thing. Because I was getting, like, stuff done on my hips and stuff, and they seem more annoyed than anything else. So now I'm just like, just take them all off, right? Right. And it's professional. It's not, you know.
1: Yeah, and after having a kid, because, like, you know, with your hips spreading, and, like, I tell you, that there is something glorious about getting, uh, like, massaged in your hip and in your glutes. Yes. And
0: they they can't get to those areas if you got any of that on, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm there naked, um, and uh, she's doing a great job. Fantastic job, really. And then about... An hour in, the massage is over. And I was sort of checked out anyway. And I'm like, damn, that seemed like a short massage if I schedule this for 90 minutes. She leaves. I don't say anything. All good. I start to get dressed. She, in a panic, runs back in when I'm in (gasps) mid-dress. And she's like, she she doesn't, she speaks 4% English. And I'm being generous, okay? Uh, I'm not exactly sure what Asian language it was, but it's 4%. In fact, it was so bad, I couldn't even tell her what areas of my body that I really wanted her to work harder on because she just didn't understand. So at some point, I'm just like, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All right? So she comes rushing back in in a panic, and I guess whoever out is out at the desk says, "Nah, dude's getting a 90 and not a 60, but she doesn't like knock on the door or anything. So I got half my drawers up, and she pops in. I think she was apologizing. She seemed very panicked. So, I get back on the table, we're both having a good laugh about it, and I'm not sure if she ran out of body parts on me in the first 60, but the last 30 was a complete abs massage. Abs? Yes. Never heard of that one. Me neither. But I'm like, okay, alright, I work abs, i will going stick this one out here, right? And
1: I've never had anybody massage my stomach.
0: <laughs> it was 30 minutes. Now, after about 3 minutes, I'm like, "Huh? Yeah, all right?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts working her way down to my lower abs. And I'm like, "All right, we get, we're, we're getting into the danger zone." <laughs> 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 right. And then she would work her way down to almost like my pelvic my, my pubic bone. Wow. That far down. And then go back up. All right. And then she'd continue to work my abs and she's staying away from everything else. And then she'd slowly down to that region again and then all the way back up over and over and over again. And when I was relaying this story to a friend, the friend said, all you had to do basically was like raise your hips and it was on. -uh. Nuh-uh. you know, and I had the thought, but then I also thought, like, I'm in my head here, right? Like, this can't be happening. And I I think that might have been the gateway to the green light.
1: No way.
0: Oh. I think so. I would, i yeah, I never heard of that. We need right? to, this
1: is, we need to, I do ask a massage therapist.
0: Okay. One eight five five 855 I mean, what are, you, are they going to do? Call up and go, yeah, when I do it. <laughs> <of course. laughs>
4: when I do it. <laughs> The whole
0: no. release technique. No. And I'm sure there's talk
1: amongst the industry of what that means if somebody does that. I'm not saying the person who calls is the one who's doing that, but I bet they know what goes on in the industry.
0: Look, I'm five foot four, so my midsection is not that long. Uh huh. So 30 minutes on the abs is. 17 minutes too long. (laughs) Or 25 minutes too long.
1: And my friend, her very first massage, so she didn't know what to expect, right? And again, I have never had my waist above exposed and nothing like that. No, that's a lie. It happened one time in Vegas and I was very confused by it. (laughs) Um, But it was a female masseuse. So, anyway, Um, but my friend, she got a massage and they turned her over and they pulled the sheet all the way down and he massaged her stomach and her boobies are just going. (laughs) (laughs) And she came out afterwards and we're like, yeah. Nah, I don't think that's a thing, man. I don't think so. Like, I've never had my stomach massage like that before.
0: Right. I mean, and for that amount of time. yeah. And then to go that low. Like, she was at my hairline. Yeah, she right. she probably was waiting for the signal, and then was coming back up and doing the rest of the apps. And like I said, I'm a little guy. There's just not that much real estate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you just let her do that for thirty minutes. I, I,
1: I
4: didn't
0: want to be like I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> I, get it. I didn't want to go. Can like- you
1: not like point at your feet and yes. be like? <laughs> yes. Can we start I've, working down there? <laughs> I've had
4: my stomach massage before, but usually it's so much there. I just say time to make the pizza. <laughs> so much so dough with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Ashley, good morning You're on the Bird Show The signs of the full release
5: Yeah One of the main things is She couldn't
2: Understand what you needed And Usually
5: that is not a very good sign at all <laughs> um, Yeah I um, I do abdominal massage. Oh, really? People, but I'm, yeah, I'm a therapeutic um, massage therapist, and
2: there's a lot of things you can do. You have muscles, a psoas muscle that affects mm-hmm. your legs and your back. So there's definitely things that can be worked in the abdominal region and, you know, for digestive issues, too. Um, uh, breathing things, you know, around your um
5: your, um, ribs and things. So, yeah, yeah. but getting down that close into that region, major, uh,
1: problem. (laughs) I mean, depending on how you look at it,
0: (laughs) I was in in a panic really more than anything else.
5: Uh
0: Um, here is Tony who wants to be on the voice disguiser an undercover officer for vice. (gasps) Okay. All right. Let's go. Hey, Tony. Good morning.
3: Hey guys. How you doing?
0: Fantastic. I'm just going to, the floor is yours. Tell us everything.
3: (laughs) Well, that's pretty much what I do—is undercover massage parlors. And uh, what she was doing was waiting for you to either motion, make any kind of a sigh, or move the towel out of the way, and she would have just gone off. Really?
0: Really? So is that is that how it works right there? So they get as close as they so they get as close as they can, and then if you just give them any kind of sign, because I was thinking if I raise my hips here. Then I think that's going to be the green light. So I was paralyzed.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no movements at all. Wouldn't correct. Right. I wasn't even breathing. Say that again. Oh, she did have the towel covering your private area? Uh, went way down there, man. Like right to just about the reach. She moved it down to right about the region exactly. that she was stopping at.
3: And what she's waiting for you to do is just to see if you are a law abiding citizen, you're not going to react or you're going to be in shock if you're one that goes there for what we call the happy ending, mm-hmm. you're going to do the little sigh like, wow, that feels so good. Are you going to motion? Or I've actually grabbed the towel, moved it out of my way, and that's a green light, and they go at it.
0: Okay, so your job is to go to, from massage place to massage place to see if they are legit or not.
3: One of my jobs, yes. We do narcotics, but I'm the vice guy.
4: Okay. <laughs> well, if you're moving the towel, aren't what you're doing against the law?
3: Negative, because I'm not telling her to do anything. Well, yeah, sure you are. I'm aren't. just moving the towel out of the way. She's already yeah. initiated to a certain point. Yeah. Right. When you become this kind of job, you're somewhat like a subject matter expert. You know what a legitimate massage does. Mm-hmm. I I do go to a regular massage at a law-abiding place, and I go every month, one hour a month, and no one ter- massage your abs, yeah. especially on a male. Hmm. I so- mean... I don't, it's just, it's not what they do. So when they do that, they're just kind of opening the door.
0: Okay, And
3: by you just moving. And when I say move the towel, I don't just pick it up, throw it to the side. I'll just kind of move it down a little bit. And I say, oh, that feels so good. When they see that positive reaction, that is their green light and they just go. And just to cover, I do not follow through. I cannot finish. Oh. Everybody asked
4: that question. That okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it. That's when my hand was up, for. Like,
0: no, all right. Now, Tony, there and are going to be... I tell you
3: that some of them are very qualified, and if I don't tell my team to come in, it's very close and very dangerous.
0: Okay. Um, there are going to be a lot of guys wondering where to apply for this job. Um, do... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, job's taken. Okay. Bye, Tony.
4: Get it. The Bird Show.
0: A lot you guys already stressed out about Thanksgiving because there's a dilemma waiting for you or a family member that you never get along with. So here you are now on November 9th and you're already stressed out and Thanksgiving's around the corner. <sighs>
4: Mo feels this. Well, yes. Uh, fortunately, it's not me. It is the family of a friend of a friend of mine who is pretty much at a point where they think that their Thanksgiving might be over. Um, And it's all stemming to the story that I told here on air a while back. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was about a brother who his wife at the time discovered that he had an additional phone because she had realized that he left his original phone at home. And then while they were out, he had another phone and that phone kept ringing and going off. And so she obviously questioned him about the phone and he blamed his brother. And that was his way of not necessarily throwing his brother under the bus, But he saw it as a way to get out of his lie and expected his brother to cover up the lie so that he would not get in trouble. So why would he have his brother's phone as the excuse? Well, that was the problem. He couldn't really explain that part of it. Okay. It wasn't
0: very well thought out.
4: Not at all. I think it was just a moment of where he knew he was caught and he did the, the first thing he could think to do and say, this is my brother's phone. So obviously she went to the brother and said, your brother's telling me that he has a phone. Now the brother is her actual husband. So she was dealing, now the brother's telling her, I'm not getting involved in this because this is my actual wife. And if you tell, if my wife finds out that you have a phone of mine that she doesn't know about, then now I'm in the doghouse. And so he decided not to defend his brother. And he was like, look, dude, he's kind of known that he's had women on the side for years. And he's he's avoided talking about it. But at the same time, he was like, I'm not going to defend you. So the brothers had a little bit of a beef.
1: Because he's like, you're my brother. You should have my back. You should have lied for Mm -hmm.
4: me. Exactly. And he was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not risking my own marriage. So they stopped talking. The brother and the brother, the the brother and the wife just decided we're going to focus on our marriage. Your brother needs to handle that and fix that. So what now has happened is that wife filed for divorce from the other brother. And they are separated now. And that relationship is officially over. Like she had a zero, absolutely zero tolerance policy. Was like, I'm done with this. She's done with the family. So the brothers were not speaking for a couple of months. I guess eventually the other brother came around and realized that he was wrong. And he apologized to his brother. He was like, that was wrong of me to even put you in that situation. It was not, I shouldn't even have expected you to have my back. I realized that I was wrong in doing that. So the brothers have been now fixing their relationship. Now, I guess the wife did not expect for her husband to still invite the brother to Thanksgiving. So that's the dilemma because Mm -hmm. the brother feels like, listen, I get it. My brother made a a horrible mistake and he's paying for it literally with his marriage, which is now over. Mm -hmm. And I guess they have had a family tradition their entire lives. Literally, they have spent every Thanksgiving together. They're very close. And this was the first time in life they even had a beef like that separated them. So he feels like. I understand where you're coming from. I I get why you wouldn't want to invite my brother to Thanksgiving because of what he did. But he also feels like technically my brother didn't do anything to you. Mm -hmm. If anything, Mm -hmm. what he did, he did it to his ex-wife. Yeah. And then he also did it to me. But he didn't do anything to you. So he doesn't understand why she has such a strong stance and I don't want your brother to be around for Thanksgiving And he also feels like, isn't my brother going through enough? Like, Mm -hmm. he feels like I can understand if he didn't pay for his actions, but he did. Mm -hmm. And now he's he's depressed. He's going through a lot. He can't see his kids. He's not around his family. The dude is going to be alone for Thanksgiving. So the last thing he wants to do... Is isolate himself from his brother on this Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, it, do, it seems like that punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like the punishment is his wife leaving him, like and you know them not talking, and then him coming forward and apologizing. So the brothers mending fences or whatever. But yeah, I feel like I don't blame her for. I don't. I don't blame her for being wary of him but you completely ban him from Thanksgiving. Yeah. like that, that to me, like I said, the punishment doesn't seem to, to match the crime. Yeah. I feel like holidays really
2: force people to deal with the underlying relationship issues you have within your family from like the past year. And I feel like this is just a scenario where they've got to face it. I mean, I think it needs to happen at Thanksgiving. I think the fact that she wants to ban him is completely uncalled for. Like Kristen said, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a punishment that doesn't fit the crime. And I, I think we, I think the right thing to do is to embrace him and to just handle it as messy as it's going to be at the Thanksgiving table.
0: These are so fine lines right here because you really are like, you don't want to sell your family out, that's for sure, but your wife is your family also. Mm-hmm. But what are your values here? And I have found like, if you sacrifice your fa- your values over and over and over in a relationship, then the resentment builds so much that the relationship ends up being over, right? So is this one so strong, which it sounds like it is, that...
4: He- This is one to fight for. And that's why I feel for the guy in this situation, because I genuinely don't know what I would do. I I wouldn't want to punish my brother even more, especially if, if you're able to forgive your brother. Then I feel like my wife should be able to do the same. Yeah. But at the same time, is it really worth your wife being mad at you and Thanksgiving kind of being ruined all because of you bringing your brother I don't know what he's going to do. That's a tough one. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. There
2: are some things in life that are taboo until you start becoming successful. Like if Kim Kardashian wasn't a billionaire, we would just look back on her as that girl who had a sex tape and had a reality show. Well, it looks like that's how Charlie Sheen is starting to feel about his daughter and her OnlyFans. So Charlie Sheen shares a daughter with Denise Richards. Her name is Sammy. She's 19 years old. She has an OnlyFans account. And Denise says that Charlie came around to accepting it once he saw just how much money she was bringing in. So we talked about this a couple months ago. So she considers herself a sex worker and she defines herself as that because it's only her being featured in her OnlyFans. So from what I could tell based off the reports, it's just her, the camera maybe some toys, but nobody else is involved.
0: So I know I'm a little out of touch here, but I'm not on OnlyFans. Is it just sexual stuff or can you go on there and see how to like um, bake?
2: I I would be shocked if there was somebody out there with an account where they were just showing you how to make like a good souffle. But I think... The stigma, at the very least, is the fact that it's for sex workers. They're baking, but their boobies are out while they're doing it. Yeah. They're bending over uh-huh. with their apron and their boob, their butt out. Yeah. Are you on OnlyFans?
4: I'm not. Uh-uh. But I know there are, there are other stuff. It's just that it, it doesn't get nearly the amount of promo, obviously, as the, the sexual stuff. Got it. There's
2: just some poor sweet grandmother on there being like, today we're going to be making banana bread, yes. which, Kristen, really you should sign up to watch. But... <laughs> yes! Uh,
5: I felt
1: that burn. Almost as burnt as Burt's banana bread,
0: but the close. Man, you mean the third place banana yes. bread? I remember it well. <laughs> no, I'm going to
1: grab my
2: gray banana muffins and head home. Thank you very much. Okay, Sonia Mo- Morgan made a very revealing confession about one of her celeb hookups. So on Bravo, Andy Cohen was playing this game with all the reality stars, and you had to guess which reality star was connected to the fun fact. And Real Housewives of New York star Sonia Morgan got
1: to tell us a little bit about her time between the sheets with... Owen Wilson. That's what <laughs> you can expect when you attend BravoCon. Yes. So, BravoCon's going on right now, okay. and it's basically like a Comic-Con, but it's for all, like, the real housewife and reality franchises of Bravo. That sounds so, fun. Yeah, so mm. Andy is on stage doing what he does, interviewing the ladies, and Sonia, who is just... You gotta love Sonia. She's a character from the Real Housewives of New York and she she does not, mm-hmm. she's very transparent.
0: <laughs> Sounds a lot more fun than those conventions where you're talking about Zelda for a week. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, was, I was actually at BravoCon
2: last year. Were you? Yeah, it was in New York and me and my mom had a blast. Now my mom's really more into the Bravo celebs than I am, but I really like Heather McDonald's podcast. So she did like a whole recap of what went down at BravoCon and so we went we saw the live taping of her basically roasting everybody and it was a blast let me tell you those moms can get down I got drinking under the table (laughs) but we had a really good time okay just a quick heads up this conversation is going to involve eating disorders but Holly Madison a former playmate revealed that some of the pipes in the playboy mansion had to be replaced because of all the vomiting that was going down Jesus yeah she went on the call her daddy podcast and said there was so much pressure to stay thin that obviously some of the women had body dysmorphia and turned to bulimia in order to maintain that unattainable figure. And she said, you know, I didn't actually see any of this happen. She didn't see like the pipes getting replaced. She had heard about it and she didn't believe it at first. She was like, no, that's too over the top. You don't have to replace a bathroom pipe because of somebody's stomach acid. But then she said that she found out from someone else that it was actually true. They confirmed the rumor for her. Damn. I know it was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And also uh, Kendra Wilkinson has denied past um, has denied in the past that she never once slept with Hugh Hefner. But Holly said, uh, no, you were not invited to stay in the house unless you slept with our boss, obviously. Um, she said she was the first person out of the three, her between her, Bridget, and Kendra, who were like the three girl next doors from uh, MTV. She said she was the first one to go for it. So props to you for taking one for the team, Holly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: for more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click eBuzz.
0: The Bird Show. <laughs> you guys are deep into fall semester now. So tensions are starting to run high on every level at school. We want to give you an opportunity to vent without repercussion. Yeah,
1: Exactly. That's why we have our vents line and it's 404-954-1360. You call up that line. If you're a teacher, if you're a student, if you're a parent, if you're in administration and you have to deal with educating our youth or being part of the youth that's being educated and you need to get some stuff off your chest, you can vent. Um, this is all because Callan heard my husband's segment venting about, um, the carpool lane and granted we're several months in now, so people should have it figured out and he's very perturbed that they don't.
4: This system that they have to drop off kids at Jimmy's preschool. There is station one, two, and three. You pull up into a spot, you unload your kids, and you keep it moving. This is this lady's first offense. They're unloading their kids. They're in spot two and three. I'm waiting for them to pull out. They're taking their sweet M time. <laughs> drop off line is not a social circle. It's not time to chit chat. As I'm unloading Jimmy, these two ladies are still just hanging out talking. So now they're getting the death stare. I get my truck and I look at my front windshield and guess what they're doing now? They're pulling shoes out of the back seat showing each other the shoes. I'm like, I'm not going to honk. I'm not going to honk. I'm not going to honk. I just ease past. As I'm going around, one of the ladies finally goes around her car and she's saying something. My side window's open. I don't know what she's saying. I just merely yell, sure!
1: So you know, I, I, my, my husband may have been in a bit of a place,
5: <laughs> so
1: he was easily tipped over the edge. But if it's the carpool lane, if if if, if, if it's homework, whatever your vent may be, call us up, get it off your chest. We use the voice disguiser. Uh, we you don't we don't use names. You can curse if you need to. Just get it out rather than taking it out on those around you.
0: While we're t- uh, talking about teachers, did you hear about this um, former teacher in Missouri? That had an OnlyFans page. She wasn't even showing her face. But one of the teachers or uh, one of the um, parents found out about it somehow, some way. Uh-huh, and somehow, somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder what that way might have been. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they just came across Which it. is a really good point, right? So they found out about it, and administration's like, hey, you can't be on OnlyFans if you're a teacher. And she's like, uh, I think I can. I haven't even shown my face on this thing. It's really not a me problem. And she brought up the fact that, look, I have an OnlyFans, but somebody saw it. Yeah. So, all right. And they said, well, then we're going to have to let you go. And she said, all right, fine, I'll figure out what I can do with this OnlyFans thing. She made a million dollars in a year. Wow. A million. She was making $42,000 as a teacher. And now she made a million dollars on OnlyFans. So I don't know what she started to expose, but it's worked.
4: (laughs) 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 It definitely
0: worked Right. All right. So follow-up Thursday. We call it follow-up Thursday because there are Birch Show storylines that are lingering. And you guys remind us about them. So we try to get to uh, the truth for you. This one comes from Kathy LaFayette. And she says, hey, Bircho, Show, P1 here. I listen every day to the podcast and I love your bonus BS to where uh, you guys get a little bit softier. She says "Saucier." Uh, I'm wondering if you can do a follow up one Thursday on a story from August or September of 2022. It was about a woman who had been dating a guy named Kyle for a couple of months and found out he had a major health issue. She wondered if she should stay with him and risk heartbreak. Uh, I've got to know the Burt Show, uh, or I've got to know Burt Show, what is the status of their relationship now?
1: So yeah, this aired, um, last September after two months of dating, she found out that Kyle was battling a major health issue. He hoped the worst was behind him, but there was a possibility of the issue becoming life threatening. Our listener wanted to support him through his journey, but she was hesitant. She imagined it would be painful to love someone battling a life threatening issue. We were torn about what she should do, but we suggested that she go on one more date and let that lead her heart. So we need to know, is Kyle's health better? Are the two still together? What happened? It
2: was a tough decision, but I decided to keep seeing him. I figured that we all have uncertainties in life, and his situation just put a sharper focus on that truth. Fast forward to now, and I can honestly say it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Kyle's health has been stable, thankfully. He's had a few scares and rough patches, but overall, he's doing okay. His strength and positive attitude through all of this have been nothing short of inspiring. We've grown incredibly close over the past year. He's taught me to really focus on what is important and let go of the drama associated with petty problems. He is so wise, and I love getting advice from him. Emotionally, It's been a roller coaster. I won't lie. The fear of what might happen is always in the back of my mind. But I've realized that this fear isn't a reason to run away from something that feels so right. Thanks for all your advice and support from the last year. It really helped me during a confusing time. Not sure what the future holds, but I'm grateful for every day I have with Kyle. Take care, everyone.
0: You uh, you talk about like being forced to live in the moment, right here? Because yeah. you just never. I mean, all, none of us know, right? So he knows he's sick, but we really don't know what's going to happen to
4: us tomorrow.
1: And it's not only living in the moment, but recognizing what you should get, what you should give an f about, and what you shouldn't. Right? Mm, That's it, awesome. Mm-hmm.
4: And I'm happy that he has somebody to be by his side through such a rough time. That he knows it's going to be loyal to him. That's dope. Right? Get it? The Bird Show.
0: So I think we probably have all been to kids' parties where it's just so over the top, where you're like doing the checklist in your head on how much this must have cost for a freaking two-year-old, right?
5: Yeah, and I just celebrated my daughter's fourth birthday, and she has never really had a real birthday party because of COVID, and she didn't start school and all this. So this was her first birthday party, so we wanted to go bigger, but not crazy over the top It is just some things that happened and some poor planning on my part (laughs) that... I paid the stupid tax, which is where you have to pay extra because you were stupid and you didn't plan in advance. For shipping and expediting and stuff yes, of that nature. Exactly, you know, like and so I had um you know, we have a backyard and there's a, a creek next to it, so I'm worried about the creek and the kids falling into it, so we put up a makeshift fence, so we had to buy that. And then the original baker I was talking to ghosted on me. <gasps> what? Um, yes, yeah, ghosted on some unicorn cake pops and I made the dumb mom move of promising my kids uh. something. Yeah, they never forget, right? No. Dang it. All she wanted was a cake and cake pop. She wanted both at her party because she likes them. And I said, you will have those. And then like two days before the event, Baker's not emailing me back, not answering my calls. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go to every Starbucks in the area and buy birthday cake pops. And
0: do you have uh, the type of kids that just do not forget once they get something stuck in their head? It's like the only thing they can focus on.
5: I think she would have been fine. Like she would remember it. She's brought it up multiple times before the party. I think she would have been fine day of, but I would have felt guilty. Like it's the one thing you asked for and I couldn't do that for you.
0: And it's the one thing they remember in therapy. Like you're a great mom for 30 years. The one thing they remember is like,
5: you promised me unicorn cupcakes (laughs) you you break your promises mom you know and so luckily i found thanks to listeners on instagram this wonderful baker named poppy and sugar who turned it around for me like basically the night before and drove in from where you used to live bert Schwaney, to sandy springs to bring them to like saved the day they were so cute so thank you poppy and sugar But when I'm adding everything up, like all the Instacart orders, because I kept forgetting things, Uh and I I think I did eight Instacart orders (gasps) that day, Mm -hmm. getting like alcohol delivered for the adults, juice boxes for kids, ice, oops, I did a whole order for ice for the coolers. Um, It's not, it's an insane amount for a four-year-old and way more than I wanted to spend. What do
0: we got? What do we got? $700,
5: $700, which I think there have been birthday parties with a lot more. For me, that is a gross number and it makes me feel sick. But I'm like, <laughs> it is my child's first big birthday party. We had a bounce house. It, it was good. All it right. went great.
0: Be- before you even go on, let me ask this question. one eight five five 855 Let's make Cassie feel better about her $700. Okay, you're not proud of it, but how much did you spend on your kid's birthday party? one 855
5: And I would also like to know if your spouse knows how much you spent, because my spouse does not. Oh, really? <laughs> Until noon. Uh, you're not listening. But I just, I'm like, it's a conversation I don't want to have, because I know a lot of it was like, I should have thought out all the menu items beforehand. I bought food also that didn't get eaten. You, you just overbuy and you overspend, and sometimes that happens. Um, and it was a good party, but, I mean, the cake pops, I felt so guilty. I'm a, I'm a big tipper, so I tipped a really big way, like a, a lot, mm-hmm. to thank her for coming out. She charged a very reasonable price, but I ended up spending like 100 bucks for 12 cake pops.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> that sort of thing. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those panic moments where you're like, my kid has to have a perfect birthday because if it doesn't go well... There's going to be a meltdown, except there's not. But in my head, there's going to be a meltdown, and also you're performing for other parents.
0: I don't. I don't know what the number is, um, but I can assure you when my kids were growing up that my ex-wife tripled that each year more than tripled really? that each year yeah she came from a family that they did birthdays big and i did not <laughs> um so i didn't even want to see the receipts but i was so anti these big parties for like 2 year olds and 3 year olds and 4 year olds and then i turn around in one year we have a monster truck there that who knows how much that one cost uh we had a batman and uh a, a batman and batwoman party one year that must have been in the thousands another baseball Party with I mean she had like Freddie Freeman showing up.
5: <laughs> I mean. Okay, so my my seven hundred is small potatoes then. Uh, I
0: I think probably so. Let's see what we got here. All
5: right, good morning, Caroline. You are not proud of it.
0: Cassie's all stressed out about seven hundred bucks on a birthday party. Would you spend?
5: Hey guys, good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I spent one thousand on my son's fir- very
1: first birthday.
0: It's one, first- one that they uh-huh. never. And
1: we have to admit because I, I I splur I've splurged on both them both birthdays i've had from my son thus far it's for it's for us
5: it's not for him
0: yes yeah, for i mean sure.
5: absolutely 100 totally. percent. no well this one was for definitely for hazel she loved that bounce house i didn't <laughs> get it <laughs> all
0: right so we'll start with a thousand here we can do way better than that uh one eight five five virtual good morning shelby hi hello how much did you spend on the first birthday
3: Ten thousand eight
0: hundred dollars. Why? Why in God's name would you do that?
3: What
1: What did you spend? Like, what does that skit spent on? So, background:
2: I am a luxury event planner. So, I would say that I have um, elevated taste, and I I validate that this is not normal. Um, but it's I did, uh, Oh, that's my kid in the background. Um, I did a bounce house, a kids picnic setup, a photographer. Um, a cake for the adults, a smash cake for her, uh, a big spread of food. So, yeah, that's that's
0: about it. So when you spend $1,800 on the first birthday, is the mentality like, okay, we spent 1800 the first year, we won't spend that much next year, or do you keep elevating every year?
2: I don't think I keep elevating. I would assume
5: I'm
0: going to remain consistent. <laughs> Self-awareness is important. I appreciate that.
5: Not me. We're going back to her second birthday, which was cupcakes, by a playground, in a park. Amen. <laughs> yeah. It's a
4: bird Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show Fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.